So hello and welcome, my name is Steve Nabil and today I'm speaking with Junita D'Souza on Reclaiming the Dark Feminine. Junita is a feminist lifestylist, a creatress of Exploring Femininity Limited based in London, assisting modern day women who struggle with burnout, overwhelm and body love to reconnect with their feminine essential energy using ancient Taoist and Tantric arts. Janita is a certified life coach, NLP practitioner, master hypnotherapist, and combines the teachings of feminine mysticism and shamanism in her work. And her work is facilitating monthly moon circles, online workshops, and sacred feminine retreats. Her website is janitadesouza.com, and we'll send the link out with this podcast. Uh, hi, Janita. Hello, Steve. Lovely to be here and finally use this space and talk to you and um, oh, yeah, on my favorite topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, were you always a kind, of, a kind of in this work or was there a life before this doing some other job? Yeah, definitely. There was a past life, I should say. Um, I was uh, born and raised in India and born in a Christian family, raised there. And um, that's pretty much the past life story. Um, I was raised to be, you know, um, in a very competitive environment. I went to um, get a degree in IT engineer and ended up becoming an IT engineer, worked in corporates and, and then moved to London only 12 years ago. And I thought, I thought that this was freedom for an Indian woman, if you see, you know, from what I knew from movies and TV shows, um, being in an Indian society, um, there are certain limitations to how you can or how you have to be as a woman. And I thought London is going to be my answer, you know, for freedom and independence. And um, so that did not actually work out very well for me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was soon caught up in London's very busy environment, which was really attractive to me as coming from India and, uh, you know, seeing different cultures and being with open-minded, multicultural environment. So everything was really nice. Um, but that started to take a toll on me and I went on a wrong, um, I would say, a path that did not serve me. I you know, started drinking a lot, went into drugs and all of that and um, kind of lost myself in the freedom that I got. And I realized something very important that as an Indian woman, uh, for me, I was always seeking for independence. Like, in, and that independence for me at that time meant my way of expression. So when I got to the West, I thought I got that, um, the, the, the modes, the means of expression, um, just by doing what I want, wearing what I want, you know, um, yeah. But what I realized that um, women here were, they, they lived in, in an invisible, I would say, prison which we were not aware of and which I had to experience for myself. So we have the independence here in the, in the Western culture, but um, a lot of it is focused, the expression is always focused on the outer self, like how we look and you know how much makeup we have, the, the clothes we wear. We, we do our best to look good so that we can be you know, more um, accepted in the society to get attention from people. And it's a very outward focus that kind of made me really confused as a woman so i did not understand what it really means to be expressed as a woman because mm. nothing was serving me so that was past life story which led me to a lot of inquiry about um, femininity what was the shift like of stepping into this work was it easy for you not really um it wasn't i don't think i have never heard anyone say it was easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> it really comes from you know being in that rock bottom place um 
at that point in my life, I was questioning, like, what does it really mean to be fully expressed as a woman? And um, that was the time where my my father in India passed away. So I had this um, uh, kind of like depression because I was, you know, daddy's girl and um, and went more deeper into alcohol. Uh, my body started to show up eczema. Um, my relationship became a bit abusive. So all of that happened at once, which led me to to inquire, what do I need to do to break through this, to understand myself, my worth? And um, I ended up through a Facebook ad with a woman's um, circle where this lady was talking about essence. So she she pretty much thought about finding and discovering your essence. And she said, this is the most beautiful gift that you can give to somebody. Show her or show them their essence. And I started to cry because I did not understand what my essence was at that time. Mm. So, and then I took a serious decision to figure this out. And the journey was um, excruciatingly painful in the beginning because, of course, it involves looking at all of a lot of emotions that we as normal day human beings kind of numb um, or are scared to look at because. We don't feel uncomfortable. We feel uncomfortable with those emotions. So it was, um, you know, through a lot of um, body work, loss of tears. <laughs> mm. But I must say that it has also been the most beautiful journey that I would um, never have exchanged for anything else through my past life. Wow. Well, let's talk a little bit about the kind of goddess revolution because I noticed when I was at Alternatives for a number of years that the goddess was returning. There's a lot of feminine type of spirituality returning, you know, um, a lot of goddess groups, a lot of women want seeking empowerment and the poor men were kind of sitting on the sidelines and, um, you know, 85% of audiences typically, in my audience and, and then with Alternatives, was women. Women were curious. The men were kind of staying at home or being dragged along. Not always, but typically... <laughs> most you know all spiritual audiences women of course if you go into the NLP and hypnotherapy world where you can yeah. make money and these things men were there because hey it's a way of making money and I understand yeah. that so what about this kind of uh, return of the goddess what, what would you say about that it's interesting because I you're right I think um, more and more women be, are beginning to feel something you know and it's kind of like a feeling that um, when I started and also having worked with many women having uh, heard about their experiences everybody says exactly something that they cannot pinpoint to is that there is something that begins to you know uh, shuffle inside of them that makes them realize that something is not right something is like i'm living a life maybe i have the best career money love whatever but something is missing and i think um i think women being like this um you know uh, i don't want to discriminate men and women but this is true scientifically biologically that we, we uh, women can experience more range of wider range of emotions at a very short time you know no wonder it's really difficult for men to understand women um when when she shifts from one emotion to the other and how much she is also affected by the cycles of the moon specifically so I think a lot of women um, began to realize that there is something missing despite of having a really nice life. There's some kind of fulfillment. And, um, and, and you know, we, I feel like we are this generation of women that are one of the most privileged if you look back. However, we are also this generation of women which are much more depressed, lonely, you know, with all sorts of illnesses and all of that. So I think 
it's very evident that no one knows that it's the goddess returning. Many people, uh, I think 10 years ago, did not even want to name this term that it's the goddess returning, but I, I call it the feminine returning. Mm. And this is not for the women because men like yourself are also feeling this and it's the principle that is returning back, which yeah. obviously because several women have it as a dominant principle i have feeling this yeah. yeah for sure well in olden times you know uh, matriarchal times the aspects of the goddess we could say or this feminine principle was portrayed in very different um archetypal energies you know we had the, we kind of have mothering more mothering mm -hmm. we have kind of shamanic type goddesses we have um warrior ones or you know athena who could help people with strategy and we had kind of uh, uh, ancient snake goddesses which are much more prim primordial and a whole range of them and, and then we have so we have the lighter ones which are kind of lighter and brighter you know sarasvati in india that brings you know learning and the, but there's also the darker side there was a whole range of things the darker being something like kali in india or perhaps medusa maybe not be seen as totally like a goddess but a kind of demonized one yes. or you had sekhmet in egypt they were not light and fluffy they were strong powerful mm. and this is the aspect of the dark goddess perhaps that also we're talking about that's coming back this power this it's 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 a power of, um, I mean, I, I met Sekhmet and Kali in meditation years ago when I used to meditate on these. And I felt at the time with both of them, I was expecting this really kind of very full on energy. And actually, I found them both loving. And I, mm. I remember thinking, why is this? This is very strange. And I had the feeling that people on their path of dismantling the ego would get a different response from these energies than ones who are resisting. It's almost like there are different facets of that. I don't know. What's your experience on the, on the darker side of the goddess? It's really interesting because um, uh, a lot of realms and modalities of spirituality and personal development does not t touch this aspect, the dark, the dark side. Um, the focus is always on the light and you know positive emotions. And what I realized is at that time when I began my journey, I did not know that I was actually journeying the underworld, you know, journeying my dark emotion. Now I can look back and I can understand that if it wasn't for me to face these dark emotions of mine and uh, and the, by dark, I you know people have kind of demonized the word dark. Mm. The dark does not mean evil. Mm. The dark usually only refers to the side that that is our source of mystery. That's the shadow, you can say. But this source is pretty much the secret to our rebirth. And this is that unconscious part of our feminine that is really longing to come back, mm. become conscious, to be seen. And I feel that without exploring this dark god as this dark feminine in ourselves we cannot step into our fullest potential so we must learn to we must understand that this darkness is not a place of fear but it's a place of deep complete unconditional acceptance just like you know the loving darkness of our mother's womb as you said in your journey with, with Kalin. When you, you when you work, so I worked a lot with Mary Magdalene, the dark goddess, as well as um, Lilith, and I realized that you know they have been um, demonized, or or um, you know Mary Magdalene, you know she she's been portrayed as the sinner and all of that. So I, I realized by using and working with those archetypes, they are really this unconditional. Um, they are asking us for this unconditional acceptance of parts of ourselves. Mm. that we have chosen or we are unconsciously you know putting aside and numbing and then just carrying on with our day-to-day -day life i feel that um you know as i said it's the darkness of our mother's womb that i relate to the dark goddess this is where the rebirth happens 
this is where creativity happens. This is where life and manifestation unfolds from. So um, it's a very beautiful, but a, a, a very, I would say, um, it shakes the soul of, out of you. Yeah. <laughs> say. It, is, it is a journey of the courageous ones as well, I must say. And yeah, we have to stay put and trust the darkness. Yeah, well, culturally, I think that the feminine energy, we've shifted from matriarchy to patriarchy, where in matriarchy, women were accepted as being powerful. There were priestesses and people mm. sat in circles and decisions were made that way and uh, life was seen as sacred. But as patriarchy shifted um, and became a domineering force, we, we had these more pyramidical structures. And the Bible, um, for me, Lilith, was this wife that didn't want to obey adam she says i'm not gonna lay on my back and think of you know the garden of eden as you want me to i'm gonna do what i want to do and she was demonized for that and mary magdalene uh, there was a lot of stuff coming out about mary now isn't there that she rather than being this prostitute who kind of washed jesus's hair with her uh, sorry her uh, feet with her hair um, she's this powerful priestess in her own right and it's slightly coming out with these books about Mary Magdalene coming out now and, you, you know, what, what, what would you say about these two is it are these culturally women being suppressed and these myths are coming back in a different light now we're seeing these women as powerful people that were sidelined powerful beings yeah it's interesting um, I feel that these goddesses they, they represent certain archetypes and um, more and more women are kind of relating to it, uh, relating to the energies that they carry, because we have suppressed a lot in, you know, whether it was medieval times, ancient times, matriarchal times, and even now the patriarchal times, we have suppressed a lot of those emotions, similar emotions in our own ways. And that's why a lot of women are um, resonating to these archetypes. When we talk about Mary Magdalene, she worked side by side with the masculine, you know, so, so they were the sacred union. She, um, she also represented this unconditional compassion towards even the people who uh, hated her. So she, you know, um, these are the things that we are experiencing in our day-to-day -day lives and uh, when we walk out as well. So people are against each other. And um, to bring this sacred union back to the world, that the feminine is coming back to teach us this. These archetypes are you know, showing up, teach how we can embody unconditional um, compassion. But of course, we have to start from ourselves, how we can um, support the masculine with our rising, how we can... Um, uh, enjoy being in our sacred body and enjoy the sexuality and sensuality of our bodies. So, um, so Mary Magdalene pretty much represented that, and which is why she was suppressed and taken out of the Bible because she was this power, power source. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we all are feeling that. No one is talking about it, but we all are feeling that. And can every woman that I talk to about ancient um, lineages, I, I see women shaking their head. Yes, yes. It's like, you know, we are just remembering. We're not learning anything new. We all are just remembering. Yeah. I, I do want to bring men into the conversation a bit, being a man as well, that uh, it doesn't mean that uh, embracing the dark goddess is only for women. Uh, yeah. this, is, this is a work for men also. Uh, all the dark aspects, I suppose. There are... Uh, darker masculine aspects perhaps but this is embracing these older energies these shadowy energies that perhaps culturally have not been accepted for a long time because we're both masculine and feminine uh, energies so you might have very uh, men who are more feminine you know and actually this work would be even more powerful for them so what about men yeah it is really interesting um with men we don't see we don't talk about the feminine and the men so i'm really glad that you, you you're bringing this topic together because men are also feeling this and um, a lot of men 
for men to feel safe to touch those emotions, you know, and 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 connect with their feminine requires a lot more of un- unconditioning and unlearning, um, you know, like giving up the word man up and you know learn how to just feel the vulnerability and and rawness and um and I feel that the reason I concentrate and talk more about the women is because I feel that if you know women are really good space holders. And when we learn not to emasculate men, you know, when they are um, they are journeying into their uh, emotions, then we come into the, uh, a good union. For men, the dark feminine also represents similar things. The characteristics, the archetypes, the principles are the same in men and women. So um, it's for the men. It's all about how much we have. Uh, they have numbed you know themselves to show emotions not to show tears and to be seen as a weak man and um all of these things are much more um resonant when you start joining the dark feminine because again it's for both of us and by doing this journey together as men and women i think um we only supporting each other in in ascension because um i had a really beautiful experience when we were joining the dark feminine with in a circle of both men and women and the men were chanting the om while the women were you know doing the womb breath so it was like a release that i could see happening you know uh, for the men and the women at the same time so it was really beautiful union to see it's just not for the women it's it's for both and we have to do it together wonderful now i think you've got a little meditation process for people um to listen to and to open up to these energies yeah um and again this can be uh, for both men and women um i thought of doing um, a small guided journey which um you can tune into and meet your dark feminine okay i'll pass it over to you thank you so um before we begin it will be great if we can create a um, safe space um this since this is a journey to the dark feminine it is best to do this in the dark so if you can't be outdoors in the dark and this is uncomfortable to you then you can of course be indoors in your in the safety of your house create a safe quiet space in the dark probably stage the room um and um switch off the lights have your journal handy maybe you will have some points to write later and uh, we can begin so um i have my bowl i will begin by just bringing a sound So I invite you to lie down on the floor right now comfortably in any position that you feel comfortable just lying down on the floor and beginning to move your body to any of the sides maybe the left or the right any side that may feel comfortable for you that comes naturally and if you are now on your side bring your knees closer to your belly so that you make yourself feel comfortable like in a child pose but on the side and this is how you rest in the darkness of your mother's womb lying on your side with your knees closer to your belly and just feeling comfortable with your ears close to the ground maybe just listen This position is also considered to be a position of deep rest and um I invite you from here to just practice listening listen to your surrounding listen to the silence listen to the sound of the silence and 
We will begin by some deep breath into our bellies. Maybe just take a deep breath in, expanding your belly so that the air reaches your belly, holding it for a couple of seconds and just exhale through your mouth. Two more times, deep breath in, into your bellies, holding it, expanding your belly and exhale through your mouth. Breathing in to your belly, expanding your belly, holding on and exhale. And I invite you to just listen to the sound of my voice as I introduce you to the dark feminine. And then I will leave you in silence to listen to her. The dark feminine is a mysterious and a hidden figure in this patriarchal society. And she has been portrayed to us in roles of wickedness, the bad mother, the drama queen, all of the emotions that we are not interested in looking. But she has other faces. Her other face is face of compassion, courage, healing, and also rebirth. So when we do a journey of the dark feminine, we travel deeply into ourselves, seeking answers for difficulties, seeking strength in a crisis, or even seeking some kind of change when we have become stuck in our lives. And often we wait to be thrown into these journeys unwillingly. And these unwilling journeys usually begin with something that is not quite right in our life. We prefer to ignore that awareness, that small voice, that whisper, those warnings that the dark feminine continuously gives us to on a daily basis about those inappropriate choices, jobs, lovers, food, decisions. The dark feminine tempts us with things that we really long to do or we ignore and we carry on. And when we carry on ignoring these soft whispers for quite a long time, It gets to too much and we get swamped many times collapsing under stress, emotion, illnesses, crisis, burnt out. Sometimes with an outright disbelief that this could be our life. And we feel that everything around us is falling apart. And sometimes we are then forced to begin the search for understanding, the search for change. And this is an unwilling journey into the dark. But right now, I am inviting you to change this pattern and instead invite our deep presence to listen to our dark feminine, listen to her as it is with no filter with no judgment, just listen to the wisdom that she has to share with us so that we put an end to these unwilling dark feminine journeys and instead 
make friends with her there is no right and wrong good or bad it is about us accepting our dark feminine as she is because always only after through the journey of a dark feminine reality also known as the dark night of the soul or the underworld the worst times in our lives the times we felt out of control in pain in grief in illness in distress usually only after this journey follows the emergence of new inspiration and this is the process of rebirth by the dark feminine check in your breath are you still breathing i invite you to meet your dark feminine and listen to your inner voice your inner self that lives in the darkness that lives in the stillness that lives in silence what has she got to tell you right now especially about the parts of your life that is not working that is making you unhappy or even ill listen the dark feminine is the promise of your power this power within you that is struggling to be free a tiny whisper within you what is it the dark feminine is often that part of yourself your powerful part the dangerous part in you that you have repressed to fit in what does she have to tell you right now just listen If you are not able to listen anything this practice is still worthwhile because sometimes it takes a little bit more time for the dark feminine voice to trust you that you are truly willing to listen this trust and whatever comes up just listen When you feel ready 
you can come back to the sitting position and just journal whatever the dark feminine had to tell you all those parts of your life that is making you unhappy that's not working the power within you that is struggling to be free whatever came up for you just listen and journal and there is nothing else that you are required to do in this moment to build a relationship with a dark feminine but beginning to listen to her because she will show you the way